You're listening to Lead, Sell, Grow, the Human Experience Podcast. I am your host, Eric Konovalov, and I believe that we can achieve everything we want if we take our leadership, sales ability, and personal growth to a higher level. On this show, we share ideas on how to break through our invisible boundaries, start taking steps towards our dreams, and create the life we desire. I invite you to open your mind to new possibilities, new ideas, and to the truth that everything you want is possible for you. Thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Hey, welcome back everybody to another episode of Lead, Sell, Grow the Human Experience podcast. Today is going to be another amazing show. I have a fantastic guest. She is a firehouse and um, I'm going to introduce her in a second. But before I do, if you're not following us on Facebook, if you're not following us on LinkedIn, pause right now, head your butt over there, click connect, join the Lead, Sell, Grow the Human Experience tribe on Facebook, Lead, Sell, Grow the Human Experience podcast on LinkedIn, so you can follow all the new episodes and subscribe to this show ASAP. And let me thank you for being here because I know there's millions of podcasts and we just found out that we're top 5% globally last week, which is really, really cool. And it's thanks to all of you who are listening. So with that said, let me introduce Anastasia Vladichinska. She is a brand consultant. She's a brand experience consultant. I'm sorry. I had to that's a, that's a mouthful. She is actually a certified brand experience consultant. Today, she teaches entrepreneurs in NYC, London, Brussels, and Eastern Europe the secrets that top global companies like Starbucks, Disney, Lexus, Amazon, and others are using to keep their customers coming back and sending referrals while keeping their employees happy, productive, and engaged. Anastasia, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Eric, for inviting me. That sounds great. It's so cool. I saw one of your videos online and I had to reach out to you because what you were what talking about, you, I'm afraid now. you started off with like five or six different um, phrases that had the word customer in it, customer experience, customer satisfaction, customer loyalty, customer. And I'm like, this is really interesting because what you teach, I think a lot of companies have forgotten. So, and then you went on to talk a little bit about your story and how you got started. And that really kind of, uh, that really got, got, got my attention, Anastasia, because uh, you are from Ukraine. And in your speech, you say yeah. that the country of Ukraine does not have a literal translation for the word serve. Mm-hmm. And you knew that customer service was non-existent, and you decided to create it. Yeah, miracle. All right, talk to me. So, where were you working? How did you get the idea? Yeah, I think Eric, it's uh, it's not just about me. There are so many people out there who have the empathy for people, like a natural empathy. Statistically, there are only twenty percent in the world of people born with empathy, though. But twenty uh, percent is still a lot, right? So. Um, yeah, so I just felt that we didn't treat customers the right way. And I was assistant to CEO in the airlines, right? And, uh, you know, my job was very simple. I just had to collect the letters and uh, 
I'm not that that young, so like letters in envelopes, okay? <laughs> not emails, not like chat boxes. So are these like I, complaints yeah. or these are just letters coming complaints. in from no complaints, complaints. So you know, I would open them up and my job was just to to pass them over to a different department of or if the, if they were from very important customers, VIPs, then I would have to pass them to the CEO, right? But uh -huh. some, and I did that. But at some point, I was like, you know what? There's too many of them. Why don't I start calling those people up? Just calling them because there were some contacts in there. So I called and I said, you know what? I'm so very sorry you had that bad experience with the airline and blah, 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 and blah, blah. And, you know, naturally, I didn't have any training back then, right? I was like 20 years old. It was my first job. And then, and then people were like, thank you for calling. We appreciate it so much. We will not sue you guys. I was like, okay, you know, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like that works okay so so yeah basically it started from that point i felt it was wrong and uh yeah and you're right um, ukraine has a lot of soviet inheritance outside communist inheritance and um you know now when i try to go deeper why is customer service so different in different countries i see a distinct link with the culture and then maybe sometimes with religion even, but we're not gonna go in there. We're gonna, we're not gonna go in there, sorry. But um, yeah, but uh, so, you know, I was I was not satisfied with that. I just thought it was wrong. And, uh, but it was the basis, like everybody was like that. Everybody was treating customers the wrong way. And uh, yeah, so that's how I started. And then I did the whole revolution in the airlines because I started first hotline. It was like, what, seriously, first hotline? Like, why would you care for customers? Why would you care for passengers? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you mean, you mean in Ukraine, you started the yeah. first hotline? Exactly. Okay, got it. Yeah. Where did you no, get that not idea? Not in the world, no. Okay. No. Well, again, Eric, I was like, okay, so these people have to call somewhere, right? So they were calling, there was a phone number for the airline, of course, because it's an international airline, but the, the, the phone call, the, I mean, the phone number was only to book tickets. But if you were unsatisfied or you had a different question, there was nowhere to call. And I said, you know what? I'm going to start this customer care department, which consisted of me, myself, and I, and then my friends. <laughs> and we are going to, you know, to treat those people a better way. We will apologize. We'll try to fix things. I had no education back then, just big desire to change things. And there are many people like, like that in different companies, the disruptors, the people who, you know, who feel things are done wrong and they're doing actually something about that. So I'm not, you know, unique. I'm not. But kudos to you. Uh, look, I've dealt with companies in Ukraine and there's like this, unlike the United States, there's this formality where a, an assistant to the CEO doesn't usually go and tell the CEO like, hey, we're doing things the wrong way. No, you have to be brave for that. Yes. And it's not just in Ukraine. Like try doing that in France, for example. There is no way. You're oh, France as well. I don't have much no. experience in France. No, no, it's just that because everything is very formalized and you have mm -hmm. to like, there's the job description, you follow the job description, that's it. Okay. So, and many more countries in Western Europe, by the way. Yeah. It just, you have to be brave enough or you have to be uh, crazy enough when you're young, you know, you're so ambitious, you don't know the obstacles, you don't see the obstacles. <laughs> wow. So, okay. So you started this hotline. What did that do to your reputation? Well, uh, as I, uh, I don't know if that's the video that you that you actually saw, but um, yeah, there was a whole story about that. I did, I you know, I actually Googled customer care in airlines. That's 
the whole expertise that I had, the level of my expertise back back at the time. And and then I read a bunch of things that you had to do. And like number one was ask your customers what they think about you. So I did that. And then I read somewhere, you know, the the stale phrase that everybody now now knows that um, you know your employees have to be happy before they pro provide good service. So it's like, okay, how do I know my employees are happy? So I actually went to each and every department inside the company while doing my assistant to CEO job. He didn't know I was doing that on the side, okay? So, <laughs> and I went to each and every department, frontline department, and I talked to them and I said, you know, I guess I'd start with you, what do you need? Then I came up with this huge report. I came up to him and I said, you know what? I have this report of how unsatisfied the employees are and why and the reasons. So I did some HR job now, right? Then <laughs> why our customers are not satisfied and the reasons. And I feel, I want to had I want to become a head of the department that is going to solve this. Now he was looking at me like this, you know, like I, I think he was smoking even. Like I think we were still allowed to smoke inside the <laughs> office, you know. He was smoking. He looked at me and he was like, "Okay, why don't you do it?" Wow. Can you imagine? Like this person gave me a ticket to my whole life and career back at that time. You know, he gave me that because back then we did have a complaints department, of course, of course, you know, consisting of lawyers. And he said, why don't you become a head of those of that department? So, so yeah, so that, that's how it started. And then I had, you know, all the formal education possible. And then from that point, I went to, I was, I was my background is travel and tourism. So every time I would move either in travel or aviation or travel. And every time I was um, head of sales and, you know, sales and service because they always come together. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so impressive. So now you're known in the U.S., in Europe, like, yeah, w w before we actually went live here or before we hit record, uh, I asked Anastasia, where are you in the world? She's like, well, today I'm, you know, in this part of Ukraine, but yesterday I was in Paris. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's so cool. You're internationally known little girl from, you know, Ukraine is now teaching global, globally recognized firms, customer service. How, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like an oxymoron. Somebody from Ukraine is teaching the world customer service, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you know Ukraine. Yeah, absolutely. If you understand exactly. the mentality. The mentality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I always say, Eric, that if I was able to change the culture of so many companies in Ukraine, I can change the culture anywhere. Like seriously. Okay. Because there is, as like, as, as you said, there's, there's no word serve in the Ukrainian language. There's not a word. There is, I mean, there is serve in the army and serve in the church, which are not really helpful when you're talking in, in business perspective, right? <laughs> no, not at all. You have to be earning money when you, when, when you provide great service. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, several things there. Um, you know, I was very successful in different companies as an executive on service and sales. But then I felt like so many of the executives who are doing the job, um, the way they feel it has to be done, right? And without any formal education in that sphere, right? I, so many people have business education, but did you know that the majority of business schools do not teach you customer service or customer yeah. experience? Or when they teach customer experience, they, they talk about, you know, digital apps, 
which is just a, like a little, it's a bitty part of customer experience, right? They don't teach you customer centricity inside the, co inside the company, right? So um, yeah, so then I went to the States, I went through the Customer Experience Executive Academy, and then in a year, I was a certified customer experience consultant. And um, so that gave me a permission to work with those huge brands, you know, as you said, um, international brands like banks and, and yeah, I don't know if, if I can. Did they find you or did you find them? Like, how did you, how did you get in front of them? So several things that I did. Uh, number one, uh, and this is another crazy story, okay? So when I left corporate <laughs> and I was so, I mean, I left corporate, I was a certified customer experience executive. And I was like, you know, I'm leaving corporate so that I can have so many customers right, right there, right? No, it didn't happen. For six months, I had zero <laughs> customers, okay? And I, no, you're laughing, but I was literally sitting in my chair and, and crying because like I had the bottom. I was like, what did I do? I was successful in corporate, but I laughed and now, you know, and so at that moment, so just picture somebody very disappointed with, her, with herself and talk about self-esteem. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Now your self-esteem is so low. <laughs> and I, I met with my friend and he said, he is a very, very successful PR executive. So he looks at me, he says, why don't you start writing for Forbes? And I'm like, ha ha, you know, like me and Forbes, like what's the connection, right? <laughs> But then I was at such a point that I had to do something. I didn't have customers again. So what I did, I wrote an email to Forbes and I said, guys, I have this experience in, you know, in, in travel and tourism, customer experience. Um, and this is an article that I wrote. Would you like to consider it? Eric, they said, yes. You know, so this is a shout out to all those people who are afraid to even write an email to Forbes, like do that, okay? You don't know. Yeah. So, so from that moment, I started to be writing for Forbes like every what? Every two weeks, I guess. And my first customer came from that. From that. So customer called and said, we saw you in Forbes, we saw your articles, and why don't we decide you know, to talk to you? So um, another thing that I did was teach at the business school because um, I was so disappointed they don't teach you how to have a customer centric company. Like really, not just, not just, you know, how does it affect the bottom line? It will affect, but how do you make employees and customers happy? So uh, I pitched the business school for a year. They said no, 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 every time. <laughs> but then finally they gave me a try and uh, I was a guest speaker first, but now I have my own program and I do teach executives. Um, MBA and present MBAs <laughs> at wow. the business schools. Yeah, so that's Good where for you. It, to answer your question, that's where the customers come from. Uh, yeah, because if if they hear you at the business school and they have a need, then they find you. It's not like you. I'm not. I'm not cold calling. I, I don't even. I've never done that. That's really good. How did you? How do you measure success? Like you mentioned that you've changed cultures within these companies, how, how can you tell once a culture was, has been changed? That's a great question, Eric, because there are so many things that we do. Like there's a whole methodology, actually the methodology that Blacksters and Starbucks are using. So it's not that I'm inventing something, but um, uh, what was I supposed to say here? Okay, lost my, my thought. What was your question, Eric? I'm sorry. My question is how do you measure success? Um, that's a great question and i said it's a great question because i thought that so. yes <laughs> because, 
because there are two ways to measure it. And there's a tangible way and non-tangible way, okay? So the tangible would be, of course, the all kinds of measures like ENPS inside the company, then turnover is less. Now, and that I'm interested in, of course, how it affects their bottom line in, you know, in, in the whole run, but I'm more interested in the non-tangible effects. Something, so when a CEO calls me up in the evening and says, Anastasia, I want to thank you. I'm like, why? He says, well, because people are interacting, departments with departments are actually talking to each other and, and finding solutions. Now, uh, we are treating employees in a totally different way. You have changed my vision and mindset on how to treat employees and customers. So to me, like that's how I measure success. And to me, even if they have the best figures ever, the best numbers, you know, the best profits because of our work, I care about that, but not so much as uh, when I hear somebody like a customer call me and say, or text me in Facebook, that, this one is great. So a customer, like if a customer would text me on Facebook and say, Anastasia, have you worked with this in this company? I'll be like, yes or no, why? because they are so great in customer service, customer experience. Okay, so then it's a hit, you know? So to me, like you can say whatever you want about your company, but the truth is what your customers, what your customers or employees are saying. So to me, that's the best result. That's how I measure success. Yeah, that is, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool, Anastasia. So what was the biggest like takeaway? Or if I said, hey, what was your biggest aha moment when you got certified? Um, was that one thing that you learned that just, will never leave your side? Oh, uh, yeah, I think the biggest one was that customer experience and customer service. Um, you can't deal with customer experience and customer service service without dealing with your company. Uh, and what I mean is you first you fix your company and then you fix customer experience or customer mm -hmm. service. So many people are starting from the wrong side. like. You know, they would call us and say, Anastasia, can you teach our frontline people to provide great customer service? The answer is no, because that's a waste of money. You know, it's a waste of money. First, you fix the company, fix the leaders, and you teach leadership. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm preaching to the choir over here. But, <laughs> you know, first, you, you, you fix that mindset, because if leaders believe that customers or employees are doing their best to, I don't know, to steal money from them, which is a common thought. I mean, nobody will tell you that. Like leaders, leaders will not write it in New York Times. I'm the leader who believes the customers and employees are stealing. Right? <laughs> but if you work with them, and I'm sure you've faced that so many times, there is this. A lot. You know, yeah, yeah. If they, but if they believe that, there's no way this company will have great customer or employee experience. So you have to work with them. So that, that's the first takeaway. And I call this, you know, how do you become a truly servant company? Like truly, okay, effectively. Now, and the second takeaway was that there is a system. There is a system around that, okay? And uh, because so many times, again, executives in, company, in companies, you feel like we're just dealing with the fires all the time. There's this customer's unsatisfied, this customer's unsatisfied. And you're like, where do you start? Where do you start changing that? So there is a system. That was the biggest takeaway. The biggest relief also, you know, that there is a very distinct, great system. And I'm sure there are plenty of them. There are plenty of those systems, right? Because, you know, because Disney teaches you one system, Ritz-Carlton teaches you a different system. But um, this methodology, I love it. The methodology is by the, the Julius Group in the States. But uh, I love it because it deals with the values of the company first and not just 
you know, how to train your employees. Mm, that's very interesting. So it, as you were talking, it reminded me of that famous Mother Teresa quote where it said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your children. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure I'm any kind of Mother Teresa over here, though. No, no, I'm, I'm not calling you Mother Teresa. I'm just saying, like you said, hey, before Hello. you start fixing the world, fix your household first, right? Love your children, meaning love your employees, love what you do, get your values straight. And then yeah, from yeah. that point, from that mindset, I think it's easier to take over the world. You know, in leadership, there's, a, as you're mentioning, the, the whole mentality of leaders who think their people are stealing from them, customers are trying to rip them off. There's this principle about giving everyone a 10. And so if you're leading and you're looking at, you know, one of the people who are on your team, there's a, I think it's a Bible verse. I'm not, I'm not big on the Bible, but I think it comes from the Bible where it said, treat a man as he is and you'll make him worse, but treat a man as he could potentially could be and you'll make him better. Man, woman, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, works the same way. So when you give everyone a 10, even if somebody isn't performing at a 10 level in your eyes, if you treat them as the type of person who is performing at the 10 level, they will work their way up to your standards. Yeah. And, you know, the worst part here is that so many people know this, you know, if you have an MBA, you've probably heard that, right? Many, 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 many times or any business education. Now, why don't people actually do that? That's a whole different story. And um, yeah, and there are so many reasons to that. Mindset being being the one. You know. Yeah, and holding on to like being scared to lose your job if you make people, I, I've seen that, I've seen it all. Well, not to say like that, I've seen a lot of different reasons for that. But um, yeah, so that is so, so cool. What's next for you? Where are you going in the world? So, uh, yeah, uh, this, this idea of entrepreneurs came to me uh, maybe a year ago. So I, as, as you know, I'm, I'm mostly helping corporations, big corporations on their customer experience and employee experience. But then entrepreneurs started calling me and saying, you know, can you help us? And basically, I, I, I didn't have time and I didn't have a, you know, any program for them because it's just I was so overwhelmed overwhelmed with my current job so now um but then i felt like okay but these small businesses still still need the help so you know, now i am trying to do both which is still a hard way to find out how to do that perfectly well but i'm trying to do both and um yeah so the next uh, next trip is to italy and then um and then it's uh, and then um thailand for vacation i hope if they if they open it but yeah so Oh, I hope so. That sounds like a lot of fun. So let me ask you this. If, if I have somebody, a business owner, an entrepreneur here, and they're not, you know, they're just getting crappy Google reviews left and right. Their people are leaving. If you came into the organization and you have a process, could you share a couple of steps that you would take if you're working with them? Oh, sure. Sure. So the first one would be definitely, and we always start with that, is the service strategy. Okay. So uh, you'd be surprised, but when you ask uh, employees in the same company, even if it's a small company, town people, you know, if you ask them, so what's, what's the service you have to be providing inside or outside? People have so many notions of, you know, what the service is and what it has to be. So number one will be always a service strategy and service strategy, um, we, 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 we try to um, 
to describe it and then to define it with, with the employees inside the company. So, you know, what kind of service strategy do we want to be implemented? Or in, in simple words, it would be, how do we actually want our customers to be feeling every time they interact with us? So that's a compass. Because if you don't have that compass or if you have just sexy words, like they have to be feeling nice and, and polite, and then, then it's not gonna work. It has to be one thing, okay? So, uh, and there's a whole methodology, of course, to figure that out. So number one would be, okay, what's the compass? You know, how do we want the customer and employee? Of course, that's the same thing. It goes both ways to feel after they interact with us. So that, that would be step number one. Because if you don't have the compass, like, you know, how would you then know how to implement other things? Now, number two uh, would be an employee experience. So now we have to make sure we are hiring and retaining the right employees who actually can uh, fulfill the service strategy. Okay, so that would be step number two. And number three, um, number three and four, I'd say number three, of course, people usually are asking, can you help us with the customer experience standards? And I'm like, I don't like the word standard because, you know, I don't like anything standard, <laughs> but at least, yeah, <laughs> but at least like, can we, what we do is we look at every stage of interaction with customer, and then we make sure that that feeling that we wanted in the service strategy is now implemented by the standards, yes, on every stage of interaction. Okay, so how do we, let's just say, you know, we want customer to feel um, cared for, you know, in every stage, like Chick-fil-A is, for example, Chick-fil-A service strategy is to become the most caring company in the world, right? So that's both for employees and, um, and customers. So now a good question is, how do you operationalize it into each and every day working with the customer and employees? Okay, so we we go through that. And then the last thing would be um, how is care, let's just say in this case, implemented when something is wrong with the customer or is the thing? Okay. Like when something goes mm -hmm. wrong, how does care look? Probably it doesn't look like uh, we're so sorry, you can now go home. <laughs> right. So then we have to, <laughs> to come with some protocols in place when, when things go wrong with customer or employees. Yeah, so basically that's the four, for entrepreneurs, that's enough, seriously. For, and you know, it, it can easily be done in 30 days. For, for huge companies like you know, McDonald's, as you probably have seen in my profile, that's a year or two. It's a huge project, but for entrepreneurs, you can easily reinvent your customer and employee experience in, at least yeah. start doing it in 30 days. Yeah, and you have a program that you have for entrepreneurs now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I've started it. And it depends. Sometimes one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching is enough. It depends on the company's, mm. uh, I mean, yeah, on, 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 the, on the challenge the, the business has. Somebody, so sometimes one-on-one -on -one coaching is enough. Sometimes it's the 30 days. And then, you know, every, why the 30 days? Because every week, because there's four stages, every week I would give, um, you know, I would I would help with some training or what has to be implemented, and then people go implement it, and then they give me feedback, and we try to you know tweak and tweak, twist um, some things. Wow, that's really awesome! So, how can people get in touch with you, Anastasia? Uh, anyway, I'm everywhere. I'm LinkedIn, Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Facebook. LinkedIn and Facebook would be the best ways, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and we'll have the we'll have those links in the um, in the show notes. And here's another question for you before we go. So, for people who want to become coaches and speakers, trainers like you, how do they get in front of those huge organizations? Uh, you know, I can only say from 
from my own experience, right? I can't say this is the number one formula, right? But uh, from my experience, number one, get into the media, like Forbes, for example, was for me, but any media, I'd say. Then use that media in your social, social media so that you can share, right? That you have some credibility. Number two, or maybe that will be number one, by the way, is make sure you're like, you're highly educated on that matter. I mean, I, I have a great appreciation of coaches, um, but make sure you're the coach with the education, right? Because, because you, want to, you don't want to lose in the competition with those coaches that have the, the, the education, right? So I'd say education, then media, then uh, if you can go teach anywhere, like college, um, university, I don't know, like guest speaker anywhere, uh, get in, get just get in front of the audience whenever you can. Then, uh, then it would be great. Conferences. I also started pitching conferences maybe five years ago, and then I got my education in New York. And you probably saw that. Um, you probably saw that I'm a um, certified speaker now in uh, mm -hmm. New York as well. But, but again, why did I do it? Because I want to have this like stamp. You know, I want to make sure I'm professional. And and I think that so many times we just you know, like go by, we think we have enough experience and that's going to help people. Experience is going to help you, but if you really want to help people, well, it's my own take on that, right? I, I'm not trying to convince anybody, but that's my own take and it, it has been successful. I, I do think that you need to have the best education possible in, in your sphere, you know? Um, yeah, and then go try to try to go teach, say, you know, can I go to this college and teach your students for free in the beginning, right? But then you will be, get, you will get paid. Get good first, as my mentor says. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Anastasia, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. I hope that you are able to go on your vacation. And uh, if you guys need some help retaining your client base, know someone who could use better customer service because you've left them a terrible Google review, call them up, send them this show, send them a link to the show and say, hey, I think you will really benefit by listening to Anastasia on exactly. Lead, Sell, Grow. <laughs> Thanks, Anastasia, for being with us. And thank you guys for listening to another episode. We'll see you next time. You've listened to another episode of Lead, Sell, Grow, the human experience podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave us a nice review. And if you're not a part of our tribe on Facebook, be sure to head over to Facebook and join Lead, Sell, Grow, the Human Experience Tribe. I look forward to speaking with you in the tribe. Have a great day.